here's Sam Kerr. She's going to need some support. Kerr running at Bright. Kerr with a shot. Oh, I say that's incredible. She didn't have any support. She did it on her own. Jason Pine joins us this morning. Morning, Piney. She's going to need some support. Talk about a commentator's curse. Well, not even that. It's like a misreading of the situation. She didn't need anybody. No, what a goal. Didn't. It was incredible, really. A total individual effort, wasn't it? Oh, she, I, I, you look at it on the replay, and she gets the ball just inside the England half. So she's got yeah. the whole half to run into. <laughs> she's got a player up with her, but, but I don't think she's got anything else in her mind, Sam Kerr, other than to get closer to the penalty area and then just unleash, which she does. It's a... It's a cracking goal, BK. Yeah, absolutely. 3-1, did you see England winning by that much? Um, I thought England would win. Uh, it's, I said that to most people I spoke to about this yesterday. I thought England would have too much. Yep. Um, there was a period in that game just after Sam Kerr scored, actually. The 15 minutes after that, when Australia took the game by the scruff of the neck and England really looked like they were scrambling. But apart from that quarter-hour period, I thought they had control of the game. In the first half, they, they had the majority of possession. They scored a lovely goal themselves and went in half, at halftime 1-0 up. Australia clearly regrouped and reset and came out after the break. And that's when, in that period, when Kerr scored and then they had some dominance. But once England had gone back down the other end and scored to make it 2-1, it felt like they were going to manage the game. Australia did have some chances, had some really good chances late on. And, you know, but for um, the ball going the wrong side of the post, we could be having a different conversation today. But if you look at the game... In totality, I think England certainly were the better side across the 90 minutes and rightfully through to the final, in my view. Two teams that have never been in the final, have never won the uh, FIFA Women's World Cup. Big, big, big final on Sunday, England or Spain, Piney? Yeah, new name etched on that trophy. Yeah. Uh, having watched mo- most of both of these two teams' games <laughs> over the last month, I do like England. They just seem to know how to manage their way through tournaments. They really, BK, they hadn't played that well, if I'm honest, up until yesterday. Yesterday was their best performance. Uh, and, you know, they they really did a, did a great job against a partisan home crowd. 75,000 in there yeah, last night in, in yeah. Sydney. Incredible. Uh, and Spain, look, I think Spain... While they'll obviously go out there on Sunday night, you know, with every intention of trying to win, probably feel as though they've overachieved a bit. They've never made the quarterfinals before, let alone the semis or the final. There's been all sorts of internal unrest in the Spanish Football Federation over the last year to 18 months. There's a whole bunch of players who just refuse to play for this coach. Even the ones who are there don't seem that enamoured with him. But here they are in the final. So I think they've probably got more game breakers, and they've got a couple of absolutely terrific attackers, Aitana Bonmati, uh, Alexia Putayas. We haven't seen a lot of She's the, the current uh, Ballon d'Or holder. Uh, but this youngster, Selma Paraguelo, who has come off the bench in the last two games and scored goals in the last two games to help her side through to the final. She might be the wild card. But as I say, England just seem like a more complete side to me. And I'm I'm pretty sure once they frame the market up that they will go into the, the final as favourites. When it's all over, Pine, are you going to suffer from withdrawal symptoms? It's been amazing, hasn't it? Well, that's what replays are for, Big <laughs> That's what replays are for. No, you're right, though. It, it always happens in World Cups, doesn't it? Whatever sport yeah. you follow, um, you know, a World Cup comes along and right at the start of it, you're like, wow, this is amazing. There's two or three games a day and it feels like it'll go on forever. But here we are now in 62 of the 64 matches have been played. We've got the third and fourth place playoff 
Australia v Sweden Saturday night, and then the big dance on Sunday with Spain against England. Uh, and then you're right, it'll be all over. Um, you know, we'll we'll have to look forward to the next thing. Thankfully for us sports fans, we've got a rugby World Cup, a basketball yeah. World Cup, and a cricket World Cup to oh, look we'll forward right, to. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. We'll be all right. And of course, FIFA's uh, president. He was a bit pissed off that we weren't giving him a police motorcade while he was visiting New Zealand, wasn't he? Yeah, this is uh, this is the oh, rarefied buddy. air, the rarefied <laughs> air that Gianni Infantino lives in. He thinks that, you know, the world should revolve around him and uh, yeah. everybody should stop. And, and yeah, look, I, I mean, honestly, if there's a country in the world you don't need a, a police escort, it's here. <laughs> We don't have any to give any VIPs. To, <laughs> no, I think you're right. They're too busy, too busy doing other things. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, mate, have a have a good day. England and Spain Sunday, fantastic. Thanks, BK. Jason Pine joining us.